0: back to another episode of Midgard Musings, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, My name's Jesse, and uh, if this is your first time listening to my podcast, thank you very much for tuning in and listening. Um, I do weekly episodes here on Midgard Musings, uh, usually uh, every Wednesday. So depending on where you are listening in the world, it could be Wednesday morning, it could be um, Wednesday afternoon or evening. Uh, It might even be going into the next day because I just checked my um, analytics and uh, statistics and all that fun stuff today. And I've got listeners all over the world, Um, not just the United States, but the United Kingdom, Sweden, uh, Canada, Belgium, Bulgaria, Hong Kong, just all over the place. And that is tremendous. And I really appreciate everybody uh, taking the time out of your day and listening to what I have to say about Norse heathenry um, Norse heathenry related type things Uh, I hope you also are checking me out over on Facebook facebook.com slash Midgard Musings I go live there on the Facebook page every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. central time so just adjust that to wherever you are uh, listening from or streaming from in the world in case you do want to check out the Facebook page I upload daily content over there usually a daily rune draw and some other inspirational quotes from various pieces of uh, poetry or sagas um, in uh, Norse texts and stuff. So check that out over there on Facebook. And then most importantly, uh, or just as important anyway, is the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Midgard Musings. We are uh, uploading new content there uh, every usually Sunday nights or Monday mornings. It's Safe to say that it'll at least be up on Monday mornings because after I go live on the Facebook page, whatever our topic of discussion that ends up you know, being about that night um, is post-edited and distributed on the YouTube channel. So depending on how things go, it's usually uploaded either later that night or early Monday morning. So I uh, would appreciate if you became a subscriber over there trying to get to 2,000 subscribers By or before the 1st of January 2020 Um, so as of today we're somewhere around sixteen hundred and fifty or so subscribers I believe so we just need three new subscribers every day until January 1st Uh, and if we meet that minimum every single day we should get to 2,000 subscribers no problem so please check it out it is uh, much appreciated and it costs you absolutely nothing once you subscribe to the channel uh there's a bell notification that you can click on it'll notify you if you click that bell when i go live when i upload new content i do go live on the youtube channel um about three times a week monday tuesday and friday mornings uh fairly early about 9 30 a.m central time but again if you're in other parts of the world um you can just adjust accordingly and listen to me or watch me live on the YouTube channel, all right. So it's all appreciated, and a lot of that stuff costs you nothing. If you do want to help support the channel monetarily, there are a number of ways for you to do so. In the description of every YouTube video, you will see a link to follow for ways that you can monetarily support Midgard Musings. There's a PayPal donation option. There's Patreon that you can become a, a patron of uh, supporter on. Uh, I do have a Patreon account, so there's that. There is also merchandise that you can buy through Teespring and Redbubble all the sales that I uh, make from that merchandise I get a percentage of and it helps support the channel because I don't make any money doing the videos so all that uh, helps me and um, you know makes my time worthwhile of course learning things uh, sharing the knowledge with you is worthwhile enough but um time it does take time out of my life and uh, a little bit of side pocket money doesn't hurt so if you want to help support me that way that would be great Um, and then addition while you're streaming this podcast um, through anchor.fm if you depending on which platform you may be listening to right now if you go over to anchor.fm which is where I mainly broadcast off of um, it'll uh, give you the option to you know support the podcast through a monthly donation for as little as $1 a month and like I said again that also helps so check out all the ways that you can support Midgard Musings. We're going to be getting into a really neat discussion today. We're going to be talking a little bit about funerary rites and from like Old Norse and some, some Saxon, uh, Old Saxon uh, uh, type of uh, angles. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this, because even though, you know, we're not necessarily in the time of age uh, or day and age when, you know, these these ancient funeral rites are being done anymore... A lot of people uh, may want to know uh, about some of the ways in which the dead were honored and sent off into the afterlife, and I just recently did a video about um, about that, about grieving, actually, over on the YouTube channel. So I felt that since that was just a recent subject, um, let's talk a little bit about kind of how the dead were uh, set sent off into the afterlife if you will so we're going to take a quick commercial break here a few uh commercials from some local heathen businesses and our sponsors Uh, so get yourselves comfortable if you're driving to work be safe out there if you're just chilling out listening to this uh, curl up get yourself comfortable get you something to drink lay back ease up and i will be back here in just a couple short minutes to continue with the conversation thank you guys so much talk to you soon Hey everyone thanks for listening to the podcast thus far real quick i just wanted to call your attention to a really cool leather working company that i've come across in my perusings and travelings on the internet I'm um, talking about r and r leatherworks and that's r ampersand r leatherworks okay this, this company is a um, uh a they they make hand tooled stamped and laser engraved personal items Uh, These items include things such as wristbands, belt pouches, arm guards, uh, neck pendants, uh, key fobs, hair keeps, and other items. Uh, Their aesthetic includes things of a Celtic, Nordic, uh, even African-American, Aztec, Native American, etc. symbols. Um, And they have a really nice array of products. I encourage you guys to go check them out. On Facebook. Um, just if you go into the Facebook search, type in R and then add the ampersand symbol R Leatherworks. I think there's a space in between the two R's. So you want to do R space ampersand space R Leatherworks. Uh, put that in the Facebook search. They don't have a face uh, website to check out, but you definitely check them out on Facebook. Um, you can also uh, reach them through their email address, which is R. Varga8, that's R-V-A-R-G-A, the number 8, at gmail.com. You can also reach out to them through uh, phone contacts, which their number is 307-631-6230. Okay, they are based out of the United States, so most of their shipping and business consists of servicing folks within the United States domestic areas. However, I do know that they will consider providing products internationally there's just some extra shipping and you know incurred um, on their products for the international shipment so reach out to them on facebook uh, email them at rvarga8 at gmail.com and give them a call at 307-631-6230 for any of your leather working needs thanks guys let's get back to the podcast everybody welcome back thanks for taking the time and listening to those couple quick commercials uh, so let's get into this discussion here um, we're going to be talking we're gonna be actually really focusing on two uh, major sources um, that talk about these funerals as rites as, as you know funerary rites um, that are that were performed um, in different ways by different cultures um, they are preserved pretty well throughout, you know, the Eddas and uh, sagas and other poems and historical sources. You know, we've got um, e, uh, Ahmed e, Ahmed Ibn Fadlan. Uh, so from Ibn Fadlan in the Land of Darkness, we're going to be talking uh, or, or referencing that specific Norse funeral that he witnessed uh, amongst the Rus. Um, of course, a lot of us have heard about Baldur's funeral uh, through the Zetta through snorri Sturluson's Prozetta. so we have stuff in the lore about you know how Baldur was uh prepared and sent away to hell after he was killed um and then in the saga beowulf the saxon poem beowulf there's a beowulf's funeral and that's going to be the first thing that we talk about because it is quite uh extensive in how it's described um but before we start reading that, um, we're actually going to take note of the fact of of you know most most funeral rites um, throughout uh, history and in, in, in you know heathen times were uh, pres- pretty much mostly cremations. Um, they were usually done uh, like on a ship or at the edge of the water. Um, of course, there are funerals in. Uh, water as well and then funerals in burial mounds away uh, from from water so um, we're going to read now real quick uh, a, a section from uh, the saga Beowulf um, and this is actually going to be the Francis B. Grumier translation if I'm pronouncing the last name of that right um and forgive me any of the, the uh, old English folks out here listening that um, I may if – I'm, if I'm mispronouncing some of the old English names that are that may be in this uh, section, I apologize. But anyways, here we go. Uh, so in Beowulf, we hear that, quote, Then the Baron of Westen bade command, hardy chief to heroes, many that owned their homesteads, hither to bring firewood from far o'er the folk they ruled from the feigned one's funeral. Fire shall devour and wane flames feed on the fearless warrior who oft stood stout in the iron shower. When, sped from the string, a storm of arrows shot o'er the shield wall. The shaft held firm, featly feathered, followed the barb. And now the sage young, young son of Westan, seven chose of the chieftain's thanes, the best he found that band within and went with these warriors one of eight under hostile roof in hand one bore a light to- lighted torch and led the way no lots they cast for keeping the horde when once the warriors saw it in hall altogether without a guardian lying there lost and little they mourned when they had hastily hailed it out deer bought treasure the dragon they cast the worm over the wall for the wave to take and surges swallowed that shepherd of gems then the woven gold on a wain was laden countless quite and the king was born hoary hero to throne's nest then fashioned for him the folk of gates firm on the earth a funeral pile and hung it with helmets and harnesses of war and breastplates bright as the boon he asked and they laid amid in the mighty chieftain, they, and they laid amid it the mighty chieftain. Heroes mourning their master dear. Then on the hill that hugest of balfires, the warriors wakened. Wood smoke rose black over blaze, and blent was the roar of flame with weeping, till the fire had broken the frame of bones, hot at the heart. In heavy mood their misery moaned they their master's death. Wailing her woe, the widow old, her hail upbound for Beowulf's death sung in her sorrow, and said full oft she dreaded the doleful days to come. Deaths now, and doom of battle and shame. The smoke by the sky was devoured. The folk of the weeders fashioned there on the headland a barrow broad and high by ocean-farers far descried in ten days time their toll had raised it the battle braves beacon round brands of the pyre a wall they built the worthiest ever that wit could prompt in their wisest men they placed in the barrow that precious booty the rounds and the rings they had reft erewhile hardy heroes from horde and cave Trusting the ground with treasures of earls, gold in the earth, Wherever it lies useless to man, as of yore it was. Then about that barrow the battle keen rode. Aethling born, a band of twelve, lament to make, To mourn their king, chant their dirge, and their chieftain honour. They praised his earlship, his acts of prowess worthy witnessed, Worthily witnessed, and well it is that men their master friend mightily loud, heartily love when hence he goes from life in the body forlorn away. And that concludes the segment of Beowulf that talks about his, Beowulf's funeral. Um, it consists of uh, a cremation. And the burial of his ashes in a burial mound. Okay, there's a pretty simple order to it, actually. Um, there's a speech that's made. Um, Beowulf's men placed all the grave goods on the pyre with his body. Uh, his queen, Beowulf's queen, sang a dirge, you know, like a, a, a mourning song of sorts. And guess, um, and then the ashes of the body and the gifts. Were pulled into the mound, and then once the mound was built, there were twelve of his warriors that circled the mound on horseback, singing songs um, to Beowulf's praise. Okay, um, now the, the the sense of it all, like you know, in, in terms of modern funerals and stuff like that, obviously there's not going to be a very uh, It's not very plausible and may not even be legal in most areas, at least of the United States anyway, to literally burn a body um, in the open and then just bury it in a mound. Okay, times are different. Um, But I think that there's ways to sort of recreate that, um, especially if you're wanting to uh, fulfill the wishes of the deceased. Um, that wanted something of a historical Viking funeral or historical heathen funeral or something like that. Here's an example of what was done, you know, during this poem. What was how it was performed, the steps that were performed, and then you can customize it and you know make it a bit more conducive to things in modern times. The the, the requirements, the legalities, the restrictions, even that we have. Nowadays. Um, now, there's also uh, a debate as to whether or not there was ever like a wake where people could like view the body before it was cremated. Um, it's not attested to in any, any sources that we know of, but the, the chances of it being probable are are fair, right? Um, there was, I believe, in Laxa de la Saga um a funeral symbol or symbol for the dead after like many moons like lunar moon cycles. and so we, we're talking months after the funeral and burial rites um it was a you know there at least the one in la saga lexdalia saga excuse me um portrays that there's a, a funeral symbol of uh and it was a pretty you know, big deal. It was a pretty lavish affair, pretty um, big, big party, um, that sort of thing. Um, there's also mention of a funeral symbol in the Inglinga Saga. Um, in chapter 22, there's a uh, King Agna, who uh, at the time had the gold ornaments which had belonged to Visbur, uh, and he now married. He now married Skelv, and she begged him to make burial symbol in honor of her father. He invited a great many guests and made a great feast. He had become very celebrated by his expedition, and there was a great drinking match. So there's, you know, celebratory events that take place after the uh, the funeral rites. But again, how that's done, I mean, that that can be pretty open ended in terms of how, you know what is done. Uh, modern day and and in modern time speaking so um, that is one interesting uh, approach to take what we're going to do now is we're going to take another uh, quick break here a couple more uh, commercials real quick for for some heathen businesses that I like to support and then when we come back we're going to talk about the account as recorded by Ibn Fudlan when he witnessed the Norse Viking uh, funeral the Rus uh, funeral Uh, and and he's pretty detailed about that so that's going to be a fun one so we're going to take a like I said just take a quick break and be back in just a couple of minutes so stick around stay comfy go get your drinks refilled whatever you need to do and I will be back to talk with you guys shortly Hey guys, real quick, I just wanted to uh, call some attention to a great YouTube channel that I think you all should check out. Uh, he's a friend of mine, a fellow heathen. He's the godi of the Hridgar folk out there in East Texas, United States. And his name is Eric Wordweaver Shervin. Uh, and his YouTube channel is called The Raven's Call. Um, if you go to YouTube and just search The Raven's Call and the YouTube search, you'll find his channel. He does weekly videos. Usually uploads, I believe, on Wednesday, really early Wednesday morning, uh, Central Time. I think his videos typically go up like 4 a.m. Central Time. So they're up really early in the day, in the middle of the week. Great content. Um, really neat approach to, to heathenry. He's got a, a great, um, I think, a great view um, for not just you know heathens coming into this path new, um, but also folks that have kind of been treading this path for a while and are maybe... Uh, learning things as they go and and Eric's a great source to learn things from I know I've learned a lot so I definitely encourage everybody that's listening here on the podcast to take a moment and go check out Eric's channel again that's the Raven's call Uh, he also does some neat uh, media reviews on that channel um, uploaded on a different schedule I think he calls that the uh, raving Raven's reviews Uh, it's pretty fun stuff he does like uh, reviews on video games movies uh, comics uh basically i think video uh uh, any kind of media really um so that he just started that but anyways really great channel really awesome guy um i've had uh the pleasure of collaborating with him a bit so please go ahead and check out eric's channel appreciate your guys support let's get back to the podcast Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. I just wanted to draw your attention to a really cool website that uh, I've come across and uh, follow on Facebook and really cool stuff for your altar needs. Anything that you need to decorate your altar with, specifically uh, wood carvings of uh, gods and goddesses. Um, And I'm talking about Odin's Beard Woodworking, okay? If you go to www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com, check out all the really cool altar pieces that they have. Not only do they have larger altar pieces that you can keep on your altar at home, but uh, they also offer really convenient, cool pocket altars—things that you can take with you as and when you travel. All right, uh, you can find them on Facebook, Odin's Beard Woodworking, uh, and go to wood, odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Uh, Really great stuff. They're doing wonderful things, um, serving the uh, heathen community, providing really awesome work. I myself have a Thor uh, altar piece. It's a Thor pocket altar, um, and he sits on my altar at all times. But he also goes with me when and as I travel uh, great distances. So definitely check them out um, on Facebook, Odin's Beard Woodworking, and go to their website, www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com, and get you something to help Accentuate your altar today. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, welcome back. Let's get into reading about the account of a Swedish chieftain, one of the Rus', uh, his funeral around the 10th century or so, I believe it was, by uh, the Uh, Arab writer, Ahmed Ibn Fadlan. Okay, so his account of this Norse Viking funeral that he saw is actually pretty quite um, elaborate, right? There's a lot of detail to this. Um, So it says that, or he writes down, he says that uh, the the dead chieftain was put in a temporary grave, uh, in a temporary grave which was covered for ten days until they had sewn new clothes for him. One of his thrall women volunteered to join him in the afterlife and she was guarded every day and night being given a great amount of intoxicating drinks while she sang happily. Uh, When the time had arrived for cremation they pulled his long ship ashore and put it on a platform of wood and they made a bed for the dead chieftain on the ship. Thereafter an old woman referred to as quote the angel of death put cushions on the bed. She was responsible for the ritual. Then they disinterred the chieftain and gave him new clothes. In his grave, he received intoxicating drinks, fruits, and stringed instruments. or And a stringed instrument, sorry. Uh, the chieftain was put into his bed with all his weapons and grave offerings around him. So here we have again more instances of things being given to the dead on their funeral pyre. Uh, then they had two horses run themselves sweaty, cut them to pieces, and threw the meat into the ship. Finally, they sacrificed a hen and a cock. Meanwhile, the thrall girl went from one tent to the other and had sexual intercourse with the men. Every man told her, quote, tell your master that I did this because of my love to him, end quote. While in the afternoon, they moved the thrall girl to something that looked like a door frame where she was lifted on the palms of the men three times. Every time, the girl told of what she saw. The first time, she saw her father and mother. The second time, she saw all her relatives. And the third time, she saw her master in the afterworld, the, the chieftain. There, uh, it was green and beautiful, and together with him, she saw men and young boys she saw that her master beckoned for her. By using intoxicating drinks, they thought to put the thrall girl in an ecstatic trance that made her psychic and through the symbolic action with the door frame she would then see into the realm of the dead. All right, so the same a ritual also appears to be in the uh, in an Icelandic short story called a Volstafoter, where two pagan Norwegian men lift a lady of the household kind of over a door frame uh, to help her look into the afterlife of the other world and uh, behind into the sacred so it's it seems like a very common practice or ritual okay uh so then going on thereafter the thrall girl was taken away to the ship she removed her bracelets and gave them to the old woman thereafter she removed her finger rings and gave them to the old woman's daughter who had guarded her then they took her aboard abo- aboard the ship But they did not allow her to enter the tent where the dead chieftain lay. The girl received several vessels of intoxicating drinks, and she sang and bade her friends farewell. Then the girl was pulled into the tent, and the men started to beat on their shields so her screams could not be heard. Six men entered into the tent to have intercourse with the girl, after which they put her onto her master's bed. This is where it gets pretty intense. Um, Two men grabbed her hands and two men her wrists the angel of death put a rope around her neck and while two men pulled the rope the old woman stabbed the girl between her ribs with a knife thereafter the relatives of the dead chieftain arrived with a burning torch and set the ship aflame it is said that the fire facilitates the voyage to the realm of the dead but unfortunately the account doesn't tell uh to which realm the deceased was to go right and then afterwards, afterwards, a uh, round barrow was built over the ashes and in the center of the mound. They erected a staff of birchwood, where they carved the names of the dead chieftain and his king. Uh, and then they departed in their own ship. So, uh, again, when it comes to the practicality of recreating these types of funerals nowadays, there's obviously no way at all... <laughs> that you're going to see instances of this, you know, ritualized, uh, sexuality being performed. There's not going to be any human sacrifice. There's most likely not going to be any animal sacrifice or anything. However, the gesture of, um, you know, leaving gifts, um, with the deceased, um, we even see that now. I mean, I, uh, you know, how many funerals have we all been to now where we see, um when there's a viewing um and the deceased is laid out when the family is there and all the friends and families and uh distant relations and whatnot are coming to pay pay their respects. Um how many t- times do we see um you know instances where there's pictures left, there's trinkets, there's things left to and, and given to the deceased? Um as a gift, and I feel like no matter what your religious persuasion is, no matter why you would do it, there's there's reason behind it um, that goes back to very ancient pagan traditions. Um, we want our beloved dead to know that wherever they go, that. You know we are going to we want them to be with us and we want the things that we know they loved and that they enjoy or that meant something to them we want that to be with them wherever they go in order to keep create and keep that connection from where they're going to where they were and where we are still you know kind of that um i don't want to say lifeline but it's kind of like a um a connection between the profane and the sacred in a a way at least that's you know my understanding of why it's done you know we obviously can't keep them around forever their their physical bodies are going to be you know buried or cremated or whatever the tradition is that you've had set up for them and whatever their wishes were so you know but there's still that gesture um the things that we do uh, that we i think subconsciously in a way want them to remain with us some way and somehow and so we again the the action that of you know leaving gifts for the dead and um leaving them on their grave sites you know we 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 see that a lot especially you know whether it be flowers or stuffed animals or what have you um these are all kind of i think things that are rooted in ancient pagan traditions whether we realize it or not whether you may be pagan or not um and 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 i think this is this has a lot to do with part of what our video was about um, or what the video was about on sunday when we were talking about you know grieving uh and the grieving process as heathen so i'm going to take another break lastly um we just you know wanted to go over those Kind of historical parts of you know examples of funerary rites, and then when we come back from this next commercial break, I'm gonna just wrap it up with uh, talking a little bit about you know the the grieving process and why these things mean so much to us, especially as heathens. So thank you guys for listening thus far. Stay comfy, and I'll be back here shortly. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. Real quick, I just want to call your attention to a really neat little blacksmith shop that I've uh, come across on Facebook. Uh, Don't have any information as far as a website yet because they are still kind of small. But I want to call your attention because I love blacksmithing work. And I know a lot of my listeners out here will get into that type of stuff. So um, they're called Old Ways Forge. Uh, They do custom knife orders um and it's by order only um they you know make and forge uh, damascus steel mjolnir pendants uh, other pendants and jewelries by request uh check them out on facebook they got a lot of neat stuff up on their facebook page uh and that is going to be facebook.com slash old o-l-d-w-a-y-s f-o-r-g-e really simple easy to find you can email them uh, for more information or for quotes at uh, oldwaysforge at gmail.com. Check them out, let us know what you think. Thanks guys so much for listening. Let's get back to the podcast. Hey folks, thanks for listening to the podcast. I've got something really neat I wanna share with you guys. Um, If you are looking to engage with someone Uh, who is into holistic crystal energy healing. Um, They are an herbalist, aromatherapist, tarot reader, Reiki master, magical worker, things like that. I want you guys to check out uh, Stephanie over at Mystic Moon Tree based out of Georgetown, California. All right, you can check her website out, www.mysticmoontree.com. Uh, She is available for in-person and online video chat sessions by appointment only. In addition to the holistic crystal energy workings and things like that, she sells uh, metaphysical and magical supplies, herbal remedies, teas, lotions, soaps, candles, uh, different spells, potions, whole herbs. Um, She also offers the actual spiritual healing sessions, readings, magic lessons, Um, if you are in her area and she can uh, work it out to come to you she'll do home cleansing and protection amongst other things all of her information is on the website check out mysticmoontree.com get in touch with stephanie over there and see how she can help you in areas such as this so thank you guys for listening let's get back to the podcast Hey everybody, welcome back. So thank you all for listening to today's episode. Even though I think this may not get as many, you know, streams or listens, just because of the nature of the subject—funerary rites, right? You know, funeral rites, talking about the dead, how the dead were, you know, sent off into the afterlife and whatnot. It's maybe not the most, you know, widely popular subject, but. Having said that, I do think that it has an important place in our lives especially as heathens and the reason for that is because our ancient ancestors, you know, didn't have the view of death the same way as we do now. We struggle with it now. We we grieve so heavily now when we lose the ones we love and it's um it's 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 tough to, you know, kind of learn and, and understand how death was viewed uh, by a society so ancient and so outdated that you know they didn't look at it as the end of something. It was the beginning of something new they're they were the start of something, you know, they're leaving one area and moving to another. It was and 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 life was never taken for granted. It was celebrated. and that's how I feel like we as heathens nowadays should. Um, try to try to think and try to approach things you know we're gonna grieve we're going to mourn we we read about it in beowulf we read about it and um even fadlon you know there was there was grief there was wailing there was crying there was you know mourning and stuff it happens it's it's part of the healing process and then there was you know songs sung and there was you know great feasting Um, there was celebrating there was you know commemorating commemorative actions, things that bring a sense of honor and celebration to the one who has moved on, uh, into their next stage of existence, you know, because death is not the end and it's hard to, I guess, get into that mindset, but it truly isn't. I mean, I feel the, the presence and the, um, The life, if you will, of my ancestors around me, um, specific ones, you know, even dear friends, perhaps that have, um, become very close to me, you know what I mean? Who I want to remember. And I speak of them and I talk about them and I keep their memory alive. And in that sense, keeping that part of them alive, um, you know, and that's how it would, that's how they want it to be. I feel it's, it's, they don't want to be, uh, cried about all the time and and thought of in, you know, sadness and, uh, being all melancholy and stuff. They, if they lived a life and they celebrated life and why should that, why should it end just because their physical body has, has, has left. Right. Um, so I guess the, the reason why I wanted to talk about, you know, the, the funeral rites, uh, and, and, and how heathens did it, which is it's kind of to segue into the topic of, discussion that was on sunday's video over grief um it's very interesting to learn about how the dead were were handled and honored um and i think we have a lot to learn from that from our ancient ancestors again obviously we're not going to necessarily be able to recreate to 100 percent accuracy you know a great funeral pyre where you know bodies are burnt in the open and their ashes are You know piled up into a mound and then we you know dump all kinds of things into the mound and just loosely bury them and, and uh you know obviously we can't we can't really do that nowadays but the the spirit behind it all you know um having certain processes to you know speak well of them and then the procession and then what is said or sung um the gifts that we leave, all these types of things, all these nuances that we may not necessarily know of as having had pagan origins, but they certainly are, and I think it helps us uh, through the grieving process because we are ritually experiencing something to keep them keep them in their memory alive. It's it's not like we're saying goodbye; we're just you know sending them off to another part of their journey. And then say, you know, we will catch you later. We'll we will we will see you again. Uh, So it's it's not like we're saying, like I said, it's not like we're saying goodbye. it's that we're just just a send off, you know? Um, So I hope you guys liked this episode. Again, it was a bit of a an off the wall one, and I don't expect it to get as great many views or or, or streams or whatever. But if you thought anything of it, I'm I'm anxious to hear your feedback. Um, Which if you want to get in touch with me outside of social media um if you don't want to use facebook or if you don't want to get on to youtube and reach out to me on either of those platforms you can email me directly uh, my email address is midgard musings tn at gmail.com okay um if i don't reply right away if i'm delayed a day or two it's normal please don't consider that i'm ignoring you or being rude it's just that i have a lot going on um and uh just trying to get back to people sometimes doesn't always happen right away. So I will return your email. It may just take me a day or two, but I promise I will. So if you have any questions or you want to give me your feedback and you don't want to leave a, a comment on a random post anywhere on social media, shoot me an email. Again, it's tn at gmail.com. All right, so I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you all again so much for listening to today's podcast. Hail, may your ancestors smile on you. And may the gods continue to walk with you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So thank you all for listening to today's episode. Even though I think this may not get as many you know, streams or listens just because of the nature of the subject, funerary rites, right? You know, funeral rites, talking about the dead how the dead were, you know, sent off into the afterlife and whatnot. It's maybe not the most, you know, widely popular subject. But having said that, I do think that it has an important place in our lives, especially as heathens. And the reason for that is because our ancient ancestors, you know, didn't, have the view of death the same way as we do now we struggle with it now we we grieve so heavily now when we lose the ones we love and it's um, it's 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 tough to you know kind of learn and, and understand how death was viewed uh, by a society so ancient and so outdated that you know they didn't look at it as the end of something it was the beginning of something new They're they were the start of something you know they're leaving one area and moving to another it was and 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 life was never taken for granted it was celebrated and that's how i feel like we as heathens nowadays should um, try to try to think and try to approach things you know we're going to grieve we're going to mourn we, we read about it in beowulf we read about it and um, even Fadlan, you know, there was, there was grief, there was wailing, there was crying there was, you know, mourning and stuff it happens, it's, it's part of the healing process and then there was, you know songs sung and there was, you know great feasting um, there was celebrating there was, you know, commemorating commemorative actions, things that bring a sense of honor and celebration to the one who has moved on uh, into their next stage of existence, you know, because death is not the end and it's hard to, I guess, get into that mindset, but it truly isn't. I mean, I feel the, the presence and the, um, the life, if you will, of my ancestors around me, um, specific ones, you know, even dear friends, perhaps that have, um, become very close to me you know what i mean who i want to remember and i speak of them and i talk about them and i keep their memory alive and in that sense keeping that a part of them alive um you know and that's how it would that's how they want it to be i feel it's it's they don't want to be uh cried about all the time and, and thought of in you know sadness and Uh, being all melancholy and stuff they if they lived a life and they celebrated life and why should that why should it end just because their physical body has 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 left right um so i guess the the reason why i wanted to talk about you know the the funeral rites uh and 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 how heathens did it which is it's kind of to segue into the topic of discussion that was on sunday's video over grief um it's very interesting to learn about how the dead were were handled and honored um and i think we have a lot to learn from that from our ancient ancestors again obviously we're not going to necessarily be able to recreate to 100 percent accuracy you know a great funeral pyre where you know bodies are burnt in the open and their ashes are you know piled up into a mound and then we you know, dump all kinds of things into the mound and just loosely bury them. And, uh, you know, obviously we can't, we can't really do that nowadays, but the, the spirit behind it all, you know, um, having certain processes to, you know, speak well of them and then the procession and then what is said or sung, um, the gifts that we leave, all these types of things, all these nuances that, we may not necessarily know of as having had pagan origins, but they certainly are, and I think it helps us uh, through the grieving process because we are ritually experiencing something to keep them keep them in their memory alive. It's it's not like we're saying goodbye. We're just you know sending them off to another part of their journey, and then say you know we will catch you later. We'll we will we will see you again. Uh, so it's it's not like we're saying like I said it's not like we're saying goodbye it's that we're just just a send off you know um so I hope you guys liked this episode again. It was a bit of a an off the wall one and I don't expect it to get a, as great many views or, or or streams or whatever. but if you thought anything of it i'm I'm anxious to hear your feedback um which if you want to get in touch with me outside of social media. Um, if you don't want to use Facebook or if you don't want to get on to YouTube and reach out to me on either of those platforms, you can email me directly. Um, my email address is Midgard Musings TN at gmail.com. Okay. Um, if I don't reply right away, if I'm delayed a day or two, it's normal. Please don't consider that I'm ignoring you or being rude. It's just that I have a lot going on. Um, and, uh, Just trying to get back to people sometimes doesn't always happen right away. So I will return your email. It may just take me a day or two, but I promise I will. So if you have any questions or you want to give me your feedback and you don't want to leave a a comment on a random post anywhere on social media, shoot me an email. Again, it's Musings tn at gmail.com. All right, so I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you all again so much for listening to today's podcast. Hail. May your ancestors smile on you. And may the gods continue to walk with you.